All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It arms You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What <laughs> Steals, Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hey 
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Montana's, which we are heading to tomorrow. No show tomorrow. I'll oh. say it right off the top so we don't forget. No show tomorrow. Uh, my co-host over here and I are going to the Montana's in Tawasin. Last year when we went, a listener of ours, uh, Greg, uh, Greg of Lad Wasson, came out, uh, criticized me for cutting some of the shows short. Uh, and it'll be nice. Hopefully, uh, some people come out tomorrow. I think what what time are we gonna be there? Like one o'clock, one two two thirty, two o'clock. Lunchtime. We're gonna be there for lunchtime. Lunchtime. Um, it'll be good. It'll I think one thirty or so. One thirty or so. Yep. Come pop by. Come say hi. Uh, we'll be at the Montana's in Tawasin. Uh Speaking of Montana's, they've got the daily deals right now, uh, and you should absolutely go check it out. Today is a Monday. Half price wings. Uh, the debate rages on about how many wings is too many. Seven locations throughout British Columbia: Fort yeah. St. John, Kelowna, Langley, Nanaimo, Prince George, Tawasin, and Victoria. Uh, go check out Montana's today. That Tawasin one, she's new. She's got nice walls, good inside patio is beautiful. And and you know, listen, you want to go shop a little bit? You're at the Tawasin Mills Mall out there too. So why not? You know, get yourself a bunch of wings in you. A couple of those uh, Stella Artois. You know, last time I didn't have a... I'm going to have a drink this time. I'm going to have a, just one beer. Well, maybe. We'll see what happens. Well, you're driving, so... Yeah, you're yeah so just one. one. Yeah, uh, at most. Anyways, yeah. uh, my co-host here, uh, Chris Faber. Yeah. My name is Dave Guadrelli, joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer today is Alex Allard. We're back from vacation, although Chris does not look like it. For those on the live show on YouTube, right. which if you haven't already, folks, check us out Monday to Friday, 1 p.m. live on the Nation Network YouTube channel. Uh, Chris is wearing a visor, some aviators, and a uh, Rick Dollywell's closet uh, you got that shirt from. Yeah. Well, and a chain. We didn't get a full uh, vacation last week, so I'm riding into vacation still this week. Um, also, you're going to see a lot of hats uh, throughout the week this week because I need to get a haircut really bad. So uh, I'm still just riding the last little bit of vacation out here, and I want to see how it goes. Uh, I haven't done a show because normally I feel like people are watching my eyes. They know when I look over to the word of the day. They know when I'm sneaking around. Now you can't do it. It's like a poker game. You can't see what I'm looking at. Well, sort of. I still turn my head. I can't control that. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, this is, this is my a good fit. I'm still in the vacation mode here. Someone pointed out. It's comfortable you- as all heck, too. I got, uh, you know, I turned the AC off because, you know, I, I run AC all year long, okay? I run hot. For people who don't know, I run hot. So the apartment's always got the AC going. Talked to a guy in the elevator about this the other day. He laughed at me to my face about <laughs> keeping the AC on. But I, I run hot. So uh, I turned it off today because it was getting, it was cold. Like, it was chilly. The AC should not be on in this temperature. But then I start to heat up. But this this is a free flowing shirt, and I feel good in it. So, okay, you're ripping me before we got on the show that I can't wear the shirt on here. No, I think it's fine. Right. I, I I'm a little jealous that I didn't get the memo. Nope. Anyways, uh, we did a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and ten dollars here. Hold on, uh, quickly, Montana's content. I just saw this again. They got fifty dollar gift card this week. Bit even bigger than last week. Our giveaway. Fifty dollar gift card this week. I go on the Instagram because that's what you got to do. You got to go on the Instagram, comment, like, uh, follow, all that stuff. Easy, easy money. You know how many people have commented on the Instagram post right now? One. And it's telling like uh, free singles in Vancouver area or something. Your buddies they on the chat the there. YouTube chat. Yeah, your 69 chats or whatever you got going on. They're all, that's the only people who have replied to the, go over the Canucks Army Instagram account. It's the first one pinned there. Get in the, you get a free $50 gift card. Come out to Tawasin. And make sure you follow it because I've been doing the graphics for Canucks oh, Army. Oh yeah, your graphics like have them. been gorgeous. Yeah. Thank the you. The graphics look great though on uh, Canucks Army over there. I think it's awesome. 
Thank you. That's very nice of you. Uh, Lisa's asking, why didn't we announce this earlier? We didn't really know we were going to Montana's. Uh, oh, that's right. Kind of got, like, we found out two days ago, Lisa, so mm-hmm. apologies for not letting you know uh, sooner. Knucklehead saying, Faber holding the clipboard over his mouth while he says the word of the day, so the other team's bench is, doesn't see it. This is my word of the day uh, thing right here. I don't want to give away the word of the day, but it's, see, look at how thick it is. People people pointed this out, and you were telling me this off air. We did a Patreon, like I said. Yeah. Um, you were telling me this off air that... Someone messaged you and said, you know, quads always kind of looks over at the word of the day calendar. Yeah, Anytime you, you this, say you a lean, big word. Yeah, you lean over because you can see it over here. But now I got it covered up pretty good. Everything's handled. I cleaned this whole office area up, too. I don't know if you noticed. Didn't touch uh, any of that crap in the corner. Don't worry about that. But the whole desk, everything. I wiped everything down from tip to tail. Um, had a nice uh, nice weekend there kind of getting all set. So Fantastic. All right, let's get into it. Uh, before we get to the so what now for the Ooh. Vancouver Canucks, Bo Horvat signing an eight-year extension, $8.5 million. Yep. Isles general manager saying it's too long and it's for too much money. He's probably right. Uh, Lou Lamorello obviously has said similar stuff. I think, uh, who was it, Kovalchuk was who he said it about before. Um, doesn't think the players should be... Uh, Getting the money, they are contracts are for too long, too much money. Yeah, Anyways, a lot of people shredding the deal, but I, I man, look, sorry, go on. The dude's got to get paid by somebody, and like the Islanders had to do it, right? Yep. Like maybe they didn't have to do the exact money, but you don't give up that many assets to do nothing. So they had to do it. That's the situation they're in. But like, I, I don't know. Just hearing from, uh, you know, the 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 rumblings around the uh, Islanders fan base, they're I think they're they're feeling like they got a little fleeced. Like taking the whole, like, you know, we don't do this often with other NHL teams, but I've been able to do this with the Islanders just kind of reading the room on the situation. And it's like the Islanders aren't a great team that need to make that move either. Like this is very, this sounds very Canucks-esque. Okay. To you know go what, out though? and sign the player that's going to get you to the playoffs instead of being the player that gets you from the playoffs to a Stanley Cup contender. That's what the Horvat situation feels. So I, I, I want success for Bo Horvat, but the Islanders aren't even in a playoff spot right now, man. Do They've got some work to do. What I did a lot over my break, I read and I Probably watched. Talked about your dog. No, you do that a lot. I watched Islanders stuff oh, and okay. I learned about the Islanders. Everybody has this idea that the Islanders are this stingent defensive team. The Islanders are like a bottom five defensive team this year. They suck. They're they are horrible defensively. Like. They are worse than the Canucks in some categories, and I should have written them down. Sorokin's their guy, though. Eh? Sorokin he's, he's is fantastic. Yeah. He's a great goaltender. But this idea that people have is like, oh, well, they got Bo Horvat because they need offense because they're such a good defensive team. Right. Barry Trotz isn't the coach anymore. And again, I'm not trying to say, um, you know, that the guy they got there now, what's his name, Lane Lambert? That's a fantastic name. Yep. Uh, anyways, I'm not trying to say that, you know, he's a bad coach or anything. I'm just saying... His system is not defensive, defensively sound. Like, that's not what this team is playing. They are having trouble. The, the area that is plaguing the Islanders most this season, Chris, at least what I think, is the power play. Like, they haven't been able to score on the power play. Their power play sucks. And you know where they have a huge hole, Chris? Uh, let me guess, the bumper position. The bumper position. There you go. You imagine. And again, Islanders play tonight. We'll see what happens. Uh, Horvat, obviously, in the lineup. But... The boost, if they just get a boost on their power play, like the Islanders are legitimately a team that could not only make the playoffs, but potentially make some noise in the playoffs. Just if Sorokin's hot, like that's all you need is a hot goaltender and your team knows how to score. If they can figure this out on the power play, like five on five production, not that bad. Like legitimately fine. They're like middle of the pack, five on five production, middle of the pack, toward bottom. But anyways, defense, not good. But again, 
The goaltender, great. It, 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 it giving, it's giving similar vibes to the last year when Canucks fans were like, the defense is fine. The Canucks had the least amount of 5-on-5 five five goals against of any team in the league. Giving similar vibes to that with the way Sorokin's playing. That's what I said. There's a lot of uh, just the feeling around the trade hearing from Islanders fans. Like, hey, I feel like I've been there as someone who follows the Canucks a little bit. But, you know, maybe he is the guy who gets them over the top, right? I think who knows, I, I think the Islanders address their biggest need here, and it's not it's not as simple as like oh scoring because yeah, Bo's going to score a lot of goals. Yeah, but he's going to score the power play. Like having Bo in that bumper spot where teams really have to contend with it, like mm. that's going to be dangerous. That's going to be dangerous. We've seen how 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 much it's opened up Bo uh, in Vancouver to have Elias Pettersson just standing there and teams having to honor his one timer and you know cheat to Pettersson. That's why he doesn't have as many goals. But you look at how many Bo's got; yeah, they're all cheating. They're all cheating. And mm-hmm. and again, you're going to see Bump and Bow in Long Island. I think he's going to be fantastic. We spent the whole last week on Bow. Let's get to the Canucks. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to the Canucks. Let's see the lines. Let's start with the lines. We got we got a game tonight, quads. We always do this. You're three hours away from game time here with the early start. We got. Uh, let's start with Bavillier, right? Let's start right there. Yes, uh, Anthony Bavillier, Antonio Bavillier. Quads trust him on the back end because of his uh, mispronounced name from the general manager, Bavillier. He's playing with Elias Pettersson and Andre Kuzmenko. I tell you what, man, this lineup sure looks. It's crazy that you, you take one player out, like one significant player out in Bo Horvat, because Lane Peterson's off of there as well. Not forget, he got claimed on waivers. You bring up Pod Colson, but you lose Horvat. And I tell you, I, I don't know what. This looks like a completely different lineup to me here. Kuzmenko, Pettersson, Bavillier off the top. Joshua, Miller, Garland at the second line. Pod Colson drives Besser on your third line. And then Di Giuseppe, Amon, and Lazar rounding out that forward. Why does it look so different? Feels so different to me. Like, I know it's a huge piece that you're missing with Horvat, but this looks like a completely different team. I don't know what well, it is. Am Pod I just Coles tripping and, out here? Pod Coles and Di Giuseppe and Amon weren't in the lineup before. Right. right? Ilya Mikheyev's on LTIR. Mm, that's right. Another it name, does yep. feel like a very different forward group. You're seeing Dakota Joshua still get that chance in the top six, which, hey, I'm all for that. You're seeing Connor Garland. Talk it likes him, man. Talk it likes Joshua. As we wrote about at Canucks Army, uh, basically first couple days into the break, quote-unquote, Michael Liu, our guy doing the stats, he's wrote in uh, something about Connor Garland. and how Mike Liu Yeah, he is. He's a smart guy. He's a medical guy. He's like the the athletic therapist over at UBC for one of the sports teams. Can't remember which one. It might might actually be hockey. Anyways, Mm. I'm not going to just guess what Mike does. But... um, he wrote about Connor Garland having a lot of success under Rick Tockett. One, in Arizona, because Tockett, lear- Tockett was there when Garland was learning some stuff. But two, these first three games that he's had under Tockett, Garland's looked like a better player. Like, I- I've noticed him in games and been like, wow, he looks a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And the numbers back it up. Three games in, Connor Garland looks like the player that Vancouver thought they were getting when they give up the boatload of assets to get him and Oliver Ekman Larson. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Connor Garland, who a lot of people wrote out of town a month ago. Now that he's back with this coach that likes him, like I'm curious if if Rutherford and Alvin are big big on Connor Garland because they they like their their back and forth speed. And Garland, he's shifty, he's quick, he's yep. uh, he's he's that little you know what do they call little road runner on the ice there. But yes. 
he might be a guy who really works with Talkit and maybe Talkit has a conversation. That's a no, like I can I can get the value on his contract yes. playing him the way that I play him, right? And like that could be an interesting turnaround for Garland here, who like everybody's talking about. You got to trade him. You got to trade him. His five million dollar cap. You got to trade him. Rumors of a buyout. Like yeah, that would be that, so stupid. That was little than no, not even a month ago. Talking about the buyout for Garland. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. Like yeah, you don't want to pay so much money on your wings, but I tell you what, if you can get the best out of Garland in this situation. It might be coming here with Rick Tockett. Okay, uh, and I wanted to quickly talk about the call-ups here. Uh, well, hold on. I got more stuff on this. Sure. I got audio. I got to, You don't look at the outline ever. Well, we, we don't need Let's to get touch to on the... Few, no, so what now? Here's the other thing that we didn't just say. Pedersen and Hughes, they're going to be uh, alternate captains, or you call them assistants or associate. I don't... People... I have this spoken, argument that people have about... It's so stupid. Oh, you can't... It's alternate. Don't call them associate. Don't call them assistant. What the hell's the difference, man? Okay, I say I say assistant captains all the time. I've That's what I say to players who play in the National Hockey League. Yeah, and they literally have said to me the word assistant captain. I know, same here. And like, so this idea because I know there was a few people out there freaking out, be like, oh, it's alternate, it's oh, alternate. People that get pissed off Someone about that, this piss me off. Yeah, people that get legitimately upset about that. I was just like, you know what? Like, I I just I, I'm imagining like these a player giving an interview and saying assistant captain on TV or something. So like, oh! Yeah. Then somebody's going to be wanting, that's not the way to say that's it. That's not the way to say it. Guy who literally I got plays. in here saying associate captain. Maybe that one's, I, that one's associate. I've never, actually one, I, I think I might've screwed up that one actually, <laughs> Associate, but captain. these people, yeah, these, you know what? More and more, the older I get, the more and more, I just want to tell people, shut up when they talk. Some people, you just got to tell them to shut up. And like, that's, these are the people that give me crap for this. I just, who cares? Assistant captain. Is it the same with coaches or is it different? You it's can be an assistant coach. coach. It's assistant coach. I thought it was associate coach. No. Oh, where am I getting associate from? When this? did you? I have never. Boom. I've word of the edited, day. Associate. I've said it five times. No, that's not, that's the not your word. word. Not I've the edited word. so much of your work. You've never said associate captain. Yeah, because I always change it to alternate because I'm okay. These people are yelling at me. Let me quickly get this in before the audio. I want to talk about these call ups because I no, have that's take... a whole next segment. I got one more audio here for the we what still got to do. So what now? We nope. haven't even started. That's it. what we're on right now. We haven't even done take it. Take us back, Alex. I got a lot. I got a lot. I don't to know say if Alex can go back on the thing. That's what I thought we're on right here. Look at that. They, thank you, Alex. We're back on the. Let's start. I got an audio to play, and then I know where you want to go. So I got sure. you this audio. I did all this work for you before the show. Um, talk it talking about the process, right? Because it's not about winning and losing this season. It's more about losing than it is winning. But the big thing, it's about the process. Let's hear Rick talk it talking about that process today in pregame. Yeah, I, I, I well, it comes to everybody wants the result, but. You know, you got to be part of the process, and I think you know the Devils have gone through a process to get the results they're getting now. It's uh, no different than us. You know, we're we want results, but I'm not worried about the results. I'm worried about the process, and I know that's the most overused word. We all use it, coaches, but it's true. You know, the way you deal practices, the way you deal day to day. How do you make young guys a perfect? You know, be a pro, a real pro. It's a process. You know, you just, you can't just say, "Hey, we want to win games." There's so much into it. So I think. You know this organization of the Devils. They've they've gone through it. You know the last three four years to get to their their point where they are. This is what do you think? Bringing up the Devils kind of interesting. Well, it is. Well, they're playing them tonight. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, I got no bad. <laughs> but just I'm just joking. saying the way no, you you're right. Up, you're right. You're right. I, I, I you don't hear a, a, co- a coach talk about like the Look swing of team. an organization in yeah. that way. You talk yeah. about them. Talk about what they do on the ice. But to hear, yeah. I, I liked. Man, I tell you, like since Talkett's come in, like 
I like talking a lot. I have liked the way he's talked, but you know what? I'll be I'll be honest here because I've been, you know, I've been hurt before. I love the way that Rutherford and Alvin talked when they came here, huh. right? They've still made a lot of things that I I don't think that they should have done, but you know, I like the way that Talkett's at least talked about these situations. Talked about it. Talked it about it. The chat's uh, enjoying my noises that I was making. What's that? Uh, Knucklehead said, get a soundbite of quads making whatever noise that just was. Sounded like you jabbed a horse with a pointy stick. Oof. And then in quotation marks wrote, oh, quads are killing me. Anyways, let's get back on track here. We'll dig it up. Let's get back on track because, Chris, what we just heard from the Canucks head coach, yep. right? It's like... Process, baby. It is, it is music to Canucks fans' ears because... We get caught up in semantics sometimes with the word retool, the word rebuild. And hey, like we, I, I, I was out here criticizing when they, you know, didn't move on Kuzmenko and make the trade. They went for an extension instead. I had my, I had my criticism about that. But that being said, the actual process again, like Target said, on the ice, I think all anybody wants is for it to look better next year. Like. The Canucks got wins last year under Bruce Boudreaux because that's what he was brought in to do. Like, Bruce Boudreaux was brought in by the owner to get wins for the owner's team, okay? This coach we're seeing right now is not being brought in to get wins, and that's all Canucks fans want. They want a coach that's going to implement those good habits and create, again, rebuild, retool, whatever, that's how you rebuild a culture. That's how you actually rebuild an organization. I understand you got to get rid of personnel. I understand all that. But again, you're starting to see the pro scouting of this organization. And just in the sense of every player they've targeted, Riley Stillman not included because that was for cap reasons. Every player they've targeted has been a good bet. Like they haven't made a, they haven't gone out and got someone that didn't mesh. Like they seem to have a good handle on, okay, this is who we should be targeting. There's no Spiza. There's no good Bransons. Yeah. There's no, like, Ilya Mikheyev. You can criticize why they signed him. He fit in really well yeah, on like this if, team. If you didn't have, if you didn't have a lot of the other things that this Canuck situation was, but you know what? You have to build off of what you have, right? You yeah. have to build or rebuild off of what you have. You can't just walk into an organization and, uh, you know, all right, this is what we're going to start doing now moving forward. It, that's the way I look at it is like if there are really retooling and rebuilding, maybe it is a year like it's more than just it's not like they could come in and trade OEL and trade, you know, Brock. It's not like it is a process to get all this stuff done. And yeah, the organization has to deal with the stuff that the organization was doing before this management group got here. Like they have a lot to deal with before they can really get their team together. And I think that's the part that I when I, you know, you don't like to argue retool versus rebuild, but I think in a rebuild, you get to that spot actually quicker mm-hmm. because in a retool i don't know if you get to that spot like i don't know if you get to the spot of like okay we got our base let's build a new structure of the organization well i With mean a retool it feels like you're you have a structure of the organization and you change some pieces around with it well i think right like know, that's how i look at and it. and i understand they were a little bit forced into the move but i think trading bo horvat like you're you are rebuilding your foundation Giving the assistant captains to Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes and being very upfront about that, you are rebuilding. You're rebuilding your leadership group. Tog has talked about, I want these guys leading by example with okay, practice habits. Perfect. Example, two good examples, yes, but two great examples saying that this they're going the complete opposite way is sure. signing JT Miller, signing Andre Kuzmenko. Like, those are two moves in well, the complete opposite direction. Well, hang on a sec. Hang direction. on a sec. I would not, and again, I've come around on this in recent days. 
the Kuzmenko signing, they go out get this guy in free agency, right? They like what he brings to the locker room. You've been around Kuzmenko. He's a very nice guy to oh, be around. Love him, yeah. Absolutely. He's the best. And he's Elias Patterson's number one winger right now, right? And he's here for two more years. Again, I understand the idea that, okay, well, at the expiry of that, he's probably going to cost them a lot and they won't even be able to keep him. But, you know, if you're bringing in this young talent over these next two years or whatever it is you're going to do, you still got to have a top end. And again, I'm not justifying no, not moving him I at know. the deadline. I, I think it was a, a bad move not to trade him at the deadline. I agree with you. But I'm not saying that, oh, well, you know, if they keep Kuzmenko, they're just using the same foundation. That's part of their new foundation. They went out and got this guy. He's not an older guy that they, they inherited. They went out and got this guy. They're proud of him. He's worked out really well, and they kept him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that that was the right move. But I'm also not going to criticize them and say, oh, well, you know, their foundation is flawed because Kuzmenko's a part of it and they didn't du- they doubled down on Kuzmenko. Like, they, they went out and got him. I, I think that's a fine move for them. I respect it in that sense. JT, it's a different conversation. Sure. Yeah. I don't, don't want to... I don't keep talking about no, this. I, I know. I don't want to dig it up either. I, I have something I here. Just, well, one day when it's slower, we'll dive more into this. I just think that, you know... I have something you here. You could have got a lot more three years down the road with a trade than you will. Because you won't, you mentioned it. You won't be able to sign Kuzmenko after this deal. Mm-hmm. You likely won't. Unless he, yeah. Anyways, I'll talk about it another day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, so this is what I wanted to say. I want to talk about, uh, so what now for the rest of the year? Where do the Canucks go from here? And I summed it up last night. This is, if everything goes perfectly, this is uh, the perfect Finish to the season for the Canucks. Go easy on that table a little bit. You're shaking the camera. Whatever. See it. Okay. Here's what I have. Okay. If the Canucks lose every game from here on out and get a seriously good spot in Ooh. the Bedard sweepstakes, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, that's to, a very good thing for this Abba. team. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That that's a very great. good thing. So Canucks losing like every game from here on out, that's a very good thing for this team to go through. Now, while that's happening, JT starts to work, JT Miller starts to work out some of his kinks at center, right? starts to be a reliable, at least second-line center that you can actually go into next season saying, you know what? 
Tockett's got him playing defense. Tockett has him, you know, feeling confident at center. Like, it's not all about JT's defensive play on the wing. Sometimes he just struggles to create offense when he's not playing on the wing, right? Like, he creates a lot more offense when he's on the wing than he is at center, right? Like, it's not all defense. I know the defense gets brought up a lot, but... It's both, and I would like to see JT take some strides as a center. Now, if that happens, again, Elise Patterson doesn't miss a beat with the coaching change, just continues to play the way he has been, and Beauvillier, Garland, Pod Colson, Besser, whoever, rebuild their value, and not so much Pod Colson doesn't belong in that conversation, but Beauvillier, Garland, Besser, rebuild their value. Look, team could, one, trade one of those guys. They have too many wingers. Everybody knows that. Or, you know, they work out in Vancouver. Like they're like, Hey, we really like these guys and we want to keep one or two of them. Right. Yeah. That's a key point at the end there. One or two of them, because everything you said there, man, like that's uh, you know, I saw why the Tim, the tin hat came out for a while there. You got, that's a lot of things coming together to make it, uh, that's, but, that's but, the but you're right. End. But what you're saying is, yeah, that is the perfect run of the season, right? Like that is if everything goes right. And listen, things, if you think about it for the Canucks, things have gone almost entirely in their direction in the most in recent years like think about the bubble year right everything went their direction like after the season shut down until the end of the year there aside from like you know losing to vegas like they had a they had a lot of things go their way and they had great goaltending last year at five on five like things can bounce the canucks way this season that has not happened not a lot of bounces or, you know, not even just talking about bounces on the ice. I'm talking bounces around the organization. Like nothing has gone really swimmingly for this organization up to this point. So you could see that happen. And I think that comes though, like the bounces, they talk about that in hockey with luck, right? You got to create your own luck. I, I think it can be looked at in the organization a little bit and how this process changes. You can actually get to the point of what you said, or like if you set yourself up for it, yes, you can have that perfect end of the season, but you need to make sure that all the pieces are in the right spot to make it even possible, right? And I think that's what we're seeing right now is you are starting to see some of those pieces come into play and be into, you mentioned it, like you need to see JT Miller at center. Well, now he's always going to be a top six center, right? You need to see Pedersen take more of a leadership role. Well, now he's got an A on his chest and he's got that winger locked up for a while. So yeah, there's a lot of things that are setting themselves up to have what you talked about on what now could happen for the perfect season. Like they're giving themselves an opportunity for it to happen at least. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think that's all you, all you really want. And again, to answer the, the, the question that we posed, so where do the Canucks go from here? The place where I want to see the Canucks go, and again, all, all that best-case scenario stuff aside, I want to see the Canucks follow through on what we just heard Tockett say about we're not interested in results, we're interested oh, in building the process. That. See, like, there, was a couple, there was a couple things in that Tockett thing yeah. where I was like, wow, I really like, that's what we've been saying. That's like, all you want to see. That's where the Canucks go from here is they don't change their philosophy and say, hmm. well, you know what, winning matters, we got to start getting some wins here. Build that process. Like, yeah. build that process. Roll four lines. Don't, don't injure Quinn Hughes because you played him for 29 minutes a night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's where the Canucks have to go from here. And whatever happens, I think it's going to be a lot of losses, happens, mm. right? Uh, the other thing, I like it. Though. Where the Canucks go from here? Play JT at center. Don't. I know he's probably going to complain about playing center I, again. I won't use the word complain, but like he has said, like yeah, I just feel better at wing. Yeah. Don't let him have his way there. Like he has to play center for this team. He has to. And this is a rare opportunity before an extension kicks in for you to actually teach this guy how to play center because you're going to need him to for the next eight years, seven years. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you say. You don't. Uh... You don't have to be a brainiac to see that this team isn't going to be a playoffs team 
you can see that they're just able to play out the rest of the season here. And if they can work on some things instead of working on getting wins, it's going to benefit them more for next season and the year after that. So that's the way I'm looking at it too. I think you could have, we could have a finish to the season where there's a lot of positivity and it could. And I think the more positivity actually comes from the more losses, which is kind of rare in a sports organization that if you think about it, like if the Canucks were to lose more games than they did more games than they did in the start of the year, as they kind of finish up the season here, people would be pretty positive because they're knowing that at least there's a very high pick coming back and this team is taking that step back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Okay. You, you want to get these call-ups in? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Pod Colson, Neil Zaman, uh, Phil DiGiuseppe, my guys here, they all got called up uh, from the uh, from the uh, AHL here, getting an opportunity to get in the lineup. Canucks needed some bodies. You mentioned them, Kev. Obviously, Bo Horvat's out the door. Uh, you have Anthony Bavillier coming in, but we did see the Canucks announce this. What was this, Sunday? Right, they talked about this. Uh, or no, Saturday they did no this. Sunday night. These lines, no, though these lines, yeah. But the the call up, uh, oh, yeah. the call Saturday. up, they got it. To, I think it was Saturday because there was an for game that night. You saw some different bodies, and let me just run some numbers uh, of what these guys did in the AHL. Vasily Pod Colson had twenty eight games, seven goals, eleven assists for eighteen points in twenty eight games. Like I said, Neil Zaman had four goals and five assists for nine points in seventeen games. Phil DiGiuseppe. 13 goals, 17 assists, 30 points in 33 games. I know we want to spend a lot of time and a little bit of time talking about Pod Colson here, right? But it, I'm I'm very happy to see Phil DiGiuseppe get in the NHL. Okay, he's been he's been really putting in work for this organization with what he's done in the AHL. I think it's great for him to get an opportunity. It's it's a good story I think for the Canucks moving forward to finally see DiGiuseppe get an opportunity to play in the NHL for the Canucks. I know he got the one game in there before or whatever, but I think it's good to see uh, PVG here. What what are you doing over there? I'm getting ready to drop some wisdom on you. All right, drop some wisdom. All right, are you ready? Yeah. I hashtag did my own research. Wow. And I was talking to some folks out in Abbotsford. Who? who, Behind your back. Who are you talking to out in Abbotsford? I was talking to some people about what happened uh, while those guys were down there. And during his time in Abbotsford, I wrote this. If you read my stuff at Canucks Army, the nine nine articles a day I write. I read them all. Um. Niels Amon looked a step above everybody in Abbotsford during his games down there. Like he was, he looked like a guy who should be in the NHL. And you're hoping that again, when they send him down, they said he just needs to get some confidence back similar to Niels Huglander. But for Amon, you're hoping that he, you know, built some penalty killing chops because he did play a lot of penalty kill time. And again, uh, you, you want to get guys off the penalty kill and limit ice time. You need those bottom six guys to do something is what Tockett likes to say. You need Amon to do that. So I'm interested to see Amon uh, if he if he is someone they use as a penalty killer. Uh, similar story for PDG as well. Uh, this guy's just been knocking at the door for an NHL opportunity for a while, and you're hoping to see the Paisano get a shot uh, here with the Canucks this time around. And it looks like he will tonight. He's only played in one game uh, over the past two seasons that he's been with Vancouver. Now, um, Niels Huglander, he didn't get the call up. Didn't really come as a surprise, if I'm being honest. Like, we, we have had this conversation a few times on this show. Um, the things that Pod Colson was doing in Abbotsford, like, Pod Colson looked like an NHL player playing in Abbotsford. I know the point totals might not reflect that, but he did look like an NHL player. Huglander's learning a lot more of the X's and O's of the games, the game down in Abbotsford, and the best way to learn that is just by playing a ton. Pod Colson just needs to get his confidence back. Yeah, and Pod uh, Colson season high in shots the other day in yeah. the NHL. Like, he was at the point where it was like, okay. He's done enough to get ready. I don't think Huglander's there yet. 
No, exactly. And, and again, like I said, X's and O's for Hugland. Plus the, story for the two games away, like forget Hugland has been in the NHL for, what is this, his third season? Yeah. Yes, three-year ELC. That's wild. Yep. So third year, he's at the point where he's two games away from being eligible for waivers. Yes. Right? So he hits waivers in two months. So like, uh, this should be his last stay in the AHL. So I don't think it's a worry to let him marinate a little bit more time. No, absolutely Because that's not. the other thing. You want to send him down for the AHL playoffs? You got to pass through waivers, bro. Yeah, he plays a, two more games in the NHL. You you want to? I, I'd be curious if they keep him the whole year. Now that I think about it, like you want him to get that opportunity. Does he have more to gain in the AHL playoffs than playing in the NHL? I think, I think that's so. a discussion you could have. I think so. And then I think you move out a couple wingers in the off season. You keep Bovillia. I think they're going to like Bovillia. I think mm. Bovillia is going to impress people. Here's what you know. What people keep asking me. So yeah, this this whatever call ups here. You got Pod Coles and Demond Tijeppe. Get ready for this one, Alex. The super one. This is what everyone keeps asking me. When the hell are we going to see Christian Molanen? He's taking part in the AHL All-Star game today over in Laval. When the heck are we going to see Molanen get a chance here with the with the Canucks, right? It's not like there's there's a ton of guys on the defense core in the NHL that need to be there. I'm you know, I'd be very fine with Molanen getting a chance to play over a Riley Stillman, right? Like it, it is a little bit of a roadblock there with, you know, OEL who we've seen healthy scratched. Uh, obviously it's a little bit different now with talking in there, but we've seen, you know, Travis Dermott play on the left side. He can maybe move to the right. There's, there's some serious options. I don't think we see Willanen until maybe Luke Shen gets traded. Okay. Right. Until maybe that happens, but the dude's got 50 points in 45 AHL games. Like he's doing some really good work out there. And it's not like, you know, Willanen's not just out there playing like a, you know, Jalen Chatfield style in the AHL where you're just like, uh, you know, Chris Tanev type of player. doesn't doesn't bring a lot of offensively. You're just out there and you're good defensively. That's not what Willanen does. He's out there moving the puck, creating a lot of things that you love to see from the back end. Obviously, he's getting involved in a lot of the scoring. Dude's got 50 points in 45 AHL games. He's leading the Abbotsford Canucks in scoring. You have to at least have a look at this guy in the NHL from what he's done so far in the AHL. It's, it's incredibly impressive. I mean, yeah, what do you have to lose, right? Like, you yeah. look at that defense court. We just saw it. It ain't pretty. No. And you again... Wanna, we'll circle back on Pod Colson. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you just noticed, like, you know, people people pointed out, like, oh, well, your perfect scenario for the Canucks doesn't include fixing the defense. Mm. Yeah, how, how are they going to do that? You know the idea and I listen, have... listen, is not going to fix it, but it just exactly. give him a shot. Like, what, what is... That's, that's my I point. I don't... Like, I've seen Willanen play a lot this year, and I know it's at a different level, but I've seen how he is with the puck, around the puck, defending against the puck. I've seen a lot of Riley Stillman this year, and I don't think that Willanen's going to be worse. Yep. And one guy's playing in the NHL, one guy isn't. So I would make that switch. I would, I would agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Pod Colson, I got talking on Pod Colson. Yeah. You hear this? Do you hear what uh, talking? He wants uh, He wants Pod Colson. Uh, we'll play this real quick, the audio from Rick Talkett talking about what he sees in Vasily Pod Colson, what he expects when he gets up here to the NHL, makes his uh, return to the NHL tonight. Let's hear from Rick Talkett. He's a he's a heavy guy. He's a, he, to me, he's a give and go. He's an inside player, so that's our job to develop into that. You know, that's what he is. Uh, I want him to be a real heavy guy along the boards. You know, a, a moose around the net. Uh, that's I think that's why that's why they drafted him. So I think he's done a nice job in the minors and calling him up. We need that in this organization. We need wall players. We need guys that can play inside, and he's a guy that we have to develop into that role. Quickly on that, I know that you've never gone camping before. So I, I don't think. Well, whatever you've been, off, yeah, but you were year. in a cabin. You weren't. You I never wasn't slept in a cabin. In a tent. I was in a tent. Yeah, right. You weren't on a tent. I was in a tent. Yeah, it was probably one of those tents in the back of a truck or something. But anyways, you, I can, I think I know the answer to this. Have you ever seen a moose in real life? 
No. Oh, my dude. I was. So I never saw a moose until I uh, was working in Grand Prairie. And there was one walking through the city. I thought it was like I was ready to call the cops because I didn't know they were actually that big. Like I knew that that moose are big. But when I actually saw one in person, it was up on its back legs, eating from a, a tree, like eating some leaves or some pine cones. I don't know, something out of there. And they're eating. I could not. I could not believe I was blown away with how big a moose actually is in person. It is crazy big how big it is. Anyways, Pod Coles, and he's got to be a moose uh, for Rick Tockett. When he says he's a heavy player, do you think Tockett just comes in, picks yeah. everybody up to figure out who he wants playing on the boards? Quads Broad in the chat right now says, oh, Soyuz doesn't count. That's not camping. You've it, never been it camping. Is. It counts. Anyways. No, you're not. You're, what you, you're probably in a tent uh, in a living room like you used to do when you were a kid, <laughs> having a little camp out. That's what your camping is. <laughs> All right, move on. All right, you want to get to some prospects here? I got a 10-minute runway. Oh, baby. Don't go for full 10 minutes. Let's uh, go. I know, I know. All right. Prospect rankings. Let's get it up. I got 10 to 4. I, mean, I included this for... Um, I don't. I think Alex has got this all set up here. I think he does. That, look at this. I, I built this another one myself here, so another good little uh, thing here. My my prospect rank has been dropping over at uh, Canucks Army. Having a lot of fun with that, obviously. Uh, but uh, I do want to get some clips up. But let's start with it. Quads, any name that you uh, were surprised to see in a certain number there on the list? you got to be included in this segment. I'm not letting you not drop gonna out Not going to lie to you. Not going to lie Which one you. surprised you? <sighs> okay. Or quickly, before you'd answer, Atu Ratu, we, Atu Ratu, we put him at zero because I didn't have enough time to like evaluate where he is compared to the other prospects, okay. which I think is fair. I, I was surprised that Philip Johansson was higher than Yanni Yermo. And you've got Johansson really? at eight, and you've got Yermo as an honorable mention. Now, let me explain to you why. I'm looking at this in the sense of what are these guys ceilings, right? Like mm. I, I think Yanni Yermo's low end is probably Philip Johansson's high end. Like I think, I think Yanni Yermo's going to play in the AHL and I think he's going to be a fine AHL defenseman. Mm. I don't think Johansson, I'd love to be proven wrong. And again, I've only know about him what I've read and watched from you like many out there. Johansson to me just seems like a guy whose ceiling is basically to be you know, a seven, eight defenseman in the NHL at best and probably like a decent AHL defenseman. Yeah, I think he's going to be a power play one guy in the AHL. So so what do you think Yanni Yermo is? I I think Yanni Yermo is going to struggle when he gets to North America. That's what I think he's going to do. I think the game is going to very, it's going to be difficult for him to, he, listen, he's made improvements in, in the in Liga this past year, but now he's going to have to adjust to a whole nother league and you're already worried about a guy's kind of, awareness on the ice and now you're changing leagues for him he's gonna have a really tough time i think making that adjustment but i do think he's gonna come over to north america potentially after this season i know that's his dream he wants to get over here i also saw koskenvo was not in the number three spot which is a little different hey listen man koskenvo you know i love him but he's not playing okay he's not playing any games that's he's fair. just down at harvard you know getting educated right what an idiot. he's becoming a brainiac <laughs> down there a brainiac, do you say? Yeah, that's what he's becoming down there. You've said that a few times. Today. Smart guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's going to come out of there. He's going to be a brainiac in the end of it. All right. So, all right. Let me get to a couple. Of cl- there was one because people, I saw a couple people didn't like that uh, Arshdeep Baines was number 10. A couple people were like, oh, you got to have Yermo there. You got to have, you know, people are, I gave uh, Kirill Kudryatsev some, some hate apparently from having him not in the top 10. Let me show you this one play in the AHL from, from Arshdeep Baines. Shout out Kobe Searson for clipping this. This is just, I tell you, this is the effort that you like to see from a player who wants to get an What NHL number job. is he? So you can see number nine right here. He's in the corner. But look at this full space. You're coming on a back check. Look at the effort level. Okay? You don't see that from everyone. All the prospects don't do that. Boom. Forces a turnover. Okay? 
This yeah, is that's, you. That's fair. I'm sorry. I know this isn't a highlight goal or anything on the prospects report, but Archie Baines goes from one corner of the ice, meets the player in the center, forces a little bit of a, a hurry to a pass, and then makes a hit to force a turnover. That's a first round pick, William Eklund, right there. Hey, he just for that. Like for the for the podcast listeners, there it was a cross ice pass that thing, yep. Noah Juleson couldn't handle. Uh, in the winger beat Juleson and RGD Baines because he was storming back, similar to Elias Pettersson does when you watch him play in the NHL. And that's just one of Baines many for Baines, back. man. Like, he's a smart, smart player. And uh, he's you know creating a decent amount of offense in the AHL, but I like him at 10. I like him to, to be a fourth-line guy in the NHL someday if he continues to develop. Last one I want to get to, Klimovic, up to 10 goals. I saw somebody in the chat ask about Klimovic. I'll get to in a second here. D- Danila Klimovic was able to force a turnover, Come in and makes that shot, scores on a breakaway. He doesn't score that last year, okay? What's going on here? In the back, they got the green screen. Jeez. Okay. Look at this. All right. I don't know what's going on there. Okay, let's go. Podcast but, uh, listeners hate us. I know. Daniil Klim- You know what I heard? I listened back to us opening the, the hockey cards. We get, we're we not doing that again for the podcast. We're not <laughs> doing two packs each. We'll do one. That was like four minutes of for the podcast listeners that I apologize so, ba- so badly for. That was no. I listened back to it to hear what it is, and I was like, oh. Sounded horrible, okay. but uh, that's that's all I got. Uh, that on way, that. hold on. I got a picture of Klimovich here. I don't know if you've even seen this quads. You seen As this? you're like, oh yeah, the podcast listeners, you know, we know, should be nice to I, them. I, I got a picture. Picture of Daniela Klimovich. No, uh, I haven't seen the picture. It's a good one here. I, I got it up for the YouTube folks. Anyways, uh, let me go at to Ratu for a little bit. Okay, he's number zero on our rankings. Played two games with Abbotsford. Let me just quick takeaways. I thought he was actually pretty good in the faceoff dot. wasn't wasn't great. wasn't horrible. He was just kind of like. A little bit better than I expected. Looked okay. I liked uh, actually just like some of the, I don't want to call it like structure of how he takes the face off, but just the way he looks in there, he looks like he's a confident guy in the face off dot. Hope he stays there at center. Really liked the way how he created uh, created open space for himself, right? Like he went to the slot. He went to this, the areas of the ice where a pass could be coming to him to create some offense and score some goals. Pace was definitely an issue though. Okay. Like, yeah. He doesn't, there wasn't a lot of power coming off of his kicks. And I think that's something that he's going to work on with the skating coach. If he can improve that, there's a lot of other parts of his game that I really liked. Like, I did like how he handles the puck. He's not a guy, like, he. he's able to always kind of keep that possession. There's only two games I've watched, but he was able to, when the puck gets to his stick, he's going to shoot it or he's going to pass it. He doesn't lose it that often. So that was good to see uh, from Atu Ratu. That's all I really got uh, from that. So that's all. that's my prospects report there. Betway. Well, uh, Betway. What do we got for Betway here? Canucks are playing today. You know what I like? Uh, this was in the... Uh, and I'll do the segment today, actually. Betway? Yeah. Betway. Betway. Pull Betway. it up, Alex. Uh, I liked this. Mm-hmm. We have our own little series over at Canucks Army called the Betway Bets of the Day, courtesy of Nikhil. Uh, and Nikhil likes... Nikhil's up big this year, too. Yeah, he is. Anthony Beauvillier to score a goal tonight. I really like that. Guy's getting an opportunity to play with Elias Pettersson. I like uh, Anthony Beauvillier to score a goal. I believe those are plus 275 odds over at Betway, really? Betway, Betway. And your bets today, JT Miller or Andre Kuzmenko to score a goal at minus 138. $10 or. bet gets you 1727 in return. Uh, and then the second one, the New Jersey Devils to win on the money line over 6.5 total the big goals. big one. That's always And Jack Hughes and Elias Pettersson both to score a goal at plus 900 odds. $10 bet there gets you $100 in return. There you go. Uh, if you choose to play 
please play responsibly and go check out Canucks Army. Go check out those beautiful graphics over at CanucksArmy.com uh, on Instagram. That spelled out .com, D-O-T-C-O-M. Uh, after the Canucks Army there. Check it out on Instagram. And don't forget to enter our Montana's giveaway. We're going to be there tomorrow. No show tomorrow. We'll be back on Wednesday to break oh, yeah. down Tell people we don't have the, the no Monday show night tomorrow, game. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back to break it down. Uh, it'll be a good episode, folks. Well, we'll be back on Wednesday to get y'all prepped for uh, right. the Horvat uh, and, and Islanders That's match. That's right. That's going to be Thursday. a big game. But yeah, we're out at uh, Montana's tomorrow. Going to be a good time. So Come awesome. say hi, folks. For yeah. my co-host, Chris No, Faber. no, no. People guess that a bunch of people got the name. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Uh, word of the day. <laughs> we well, I said it wasn't a very a hard times. one. I feel like, like I, I've heard of this word, brainiac. Brainiac. Like I clearly am not a brainiac. Yeah. Okay. Are we done? You done? Yep. Okay. Also, uh, Anthony Beauvillier is a winger. Corey Anderson jumped in the chat and said, he's a center, guys. I don't know where this debate came from. He's played his entire life at center, and Alvin specifically said they wanted a center in the return for both. Yeah, he's a center, man. I could tell you that. He's a center for sure. The way he plays, he's a center. I think he has potential to be a center, but he no, hasn't but, played at and center. And that's the thing. Everybody worried because I think he was playing the wing uh, for Finland at the World Juniors, and that's, you know, everybody's going to watch the World Juniors to see him play in the wing. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. He was a center in Liga. He was a center in the HL. He's a center. He's How a about center. in the NHL? Don't worry about it. In the NHL, he was playing on the wing, but that's because he's uh he's still he's still twenty years hey, old. I, I'm actually Quads. all for it. Come I'm on. all for it. Them trying to develop him into a center. That's part of the quads plan officially. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat today. We had a good show today. Uh, for my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer Alex Lard, my name is Dave Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 